1: Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it!
0: This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hotbody Dawson, pow pow pow
1: I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what?
0: Welcome along to a brand new uh, series in our History Box series of podcasts uh, where we delve into the, uh, the significant event from the history of the world. This is one that... Uh, I think we've both been looking forward to it for quite a while since we touched upon it and mentioned it a while ago and it is it's the day that Richard Nixon entertained Elvis Presley at the White House. <laughs> um, it was December the 21st 1970 and um, we should um, point out at this stage that we uh, we're not going from the Wikipedia page as we often do. The history box. I don't think there is a specific Wikipedia page for this, which seems almost criminal, because there should be. Hmm. But this is um, uh, a, a web page from uh, Time. dot com, um, a piece by Olivia B. Waxman, uh, written in August twenty seventeen, which looks at this momentous moment—the coming together of two giants in America at the time. President Nixon and Elvis Presley so um,
1: the, the reason that that I mean not the reason but a big catalyst for this um, sort of event which was fair, you know relatively brief it just happened like one day over the course of a few hours at, at the White House but the reason it sort of you know has been catalogued um, so enthusiastically and they even made a film dramatisation of it a few years ago is that the picture that Elvis insisted on having taken, right, of him and Nixon in the Oval Office in front of like Stars and Stripes was the most requested picture of all time from the American archives. And that includes like Neil Armstrong on the moon, various pictures from the Second World War, the Vietnam War, uh, you know, real legendary stuff. But this is the most requested picture from the National Archives ever. And uh, unsurprising as well. I mean, as much as the fact that, you know, Elvis held some very politically toxic points of view mm-hmm. and Nixon obviously was awful. Although <laughs> I was thinking about Nixon and like obviously he's regarded almost as the benchmark of a corrupt leader,
2: mm-hmm. right?
1: Isn't he? He always was like, you That's know, growing up Nixon. <laughs> but now, and I'm not just talking about Trump who seem to fucking organise an an attack on the very seat of American democracy amongst various other things. But even if you look at, like, this country and the things that they're getting up to without anyone... I mean, Watergate now, right, Watergate is, is, is such a fucking benchmark for, like, political corruption. It's a byword for all political corruption and scandal to the extent that... Putting the word gate after everything now is just like common practice, right? But let me tell you about Watergate. If Watergate happened in the UK, if the exact same circumstances unfolded in the UK in 2022, nothing would fucking happen.
3: Nothing. Let alone
1: the most seismic fucking political investigation in the history of Western democracy, which is what happened with Watergate right there would be nothing there would be like a, a, an attempt by probably the guardian and the mirror to turn it into a story that attempt would be shut down by the rest of the press and the government would like literally laugh off oh, all right you bugged to the office and we were we were we were using bad words and yeah we were looking to sort of fit up some labor party politicians i mean that's just politics grow up yeah. you know that that's basically what what that what would happen now like these things so you think about Nixon you think Nixon's not nearly as bad as Boris Johnson nor fucking we
0: no of course not you're right I mean this is 1970 but going back to um, the scandal in 1960 uh, with Christine Keeler mm. and oh yeah whatever the fuck it was called who what, to resign
1: <laughs> Profumo. He'd ad- Profumo Profumo
0: because he'd, he'd he'd had it off with a sexy lass and yeah. um, you've been telling may stories may may
1: not I mean that's a really interesting one because she may or may not have had links to his sort of Russian counterpart his Soviet counterpart right yeah. and that was that was but that was like really it was a sex scandal and then journalists started to think is there a political corruption angle on this here mm. and basically it was the idea that this prostitute these prostitutes were being shared by people on both sides of the yeah. Iron Curtain right uh, there's a little bit of misogyny in that story, really, as well. But the now, you know, not it's not just oh, oh, they both slept with the same woman, so maybe that woman was passing secrets back and forth, which obviously she fucking wasn't, right? Mm. Um, so, uh, so minister, that was a great. I hope you enjoyed your blowjob. Now, tell me, where are the nuclear submarines uh, currently stationed? Can you give me... Just rough coordinates would be fine. Scribble them down on a piece of paper. Within
0: 12 miles.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Right. So, obviously, that wasn't going down. But now, if you want to talk about fucking links to a hostile state, that fucking Lebedev is in the House of fucking Lords. And he was put there by Boris Johnson right the, the, the son who of the has KGB had all sorts engine. of fucking yeah. freebies out of him and those Saudis that bought um, I say those Saudis the state of Saudi Arabia stones women and homosexuals to death yep. uh, on a regular basis that was Better bought by journalist. Saudi Arabia and it was uh, at first not backed by the Premier League quite rightly and when they went back and said with their lawyers and said actually we want this reconsidered we now know that the fucking top guy over in Saudi Arabia texted Boris Johnson and said, "Smooth this farewell, yeah, Boris. Yeah, do us a fat, do us a solid." and Boris said, "Yeah, no problem, man. Mm. That's cool. That's cool. Want. No problem. <laughs> You're buying our weapons. What are you up to later? Oh, I've got to go down to town Square because we found the guy we're gonna stone to death. <laughs> oh, okay. That's a bit, that's, a, that's a bit awkward. Let's um, end this conversation here." With uh, and I wish you all the best of luck <laughs> by Newcastle United and at the tune, <laughs> <laughs> whatever that means. Just try, please try your best not to do bring any of that homophobia over here because it doesn't yeah. play well in focus groups.
0: Yeah, I mean, if if, if, uh, uh, if a gay footballer should come out at some point in the future, the least you can do is tweet your support for him and make yeah. it seem as though you're not kind of actually connected to all that that, that unseemly uh, stuff that goes on back in your homeland. You know, just try and keep it.
1: Try and do it not nice call it homeland. Here. That's make it sound like homoland, which is <laughs> big, big disrespect to my culture. We I have stone no you. homos here. You come here, I stone we, you. If we find the homo, we stone them. We do might do it at the St James's Park Arena. No, 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 that, that, that's what I'm saying. Your <laughs> Highness, you cannot do any stoning, not of the, not even of women who show ankle, or try no, to drive no one. You literally
2: cannot stone anyone.
1: Oh, no. this How sounds about... like backward country.
2: How about
4: beheading? Backward. Okay, no, that's worse. What about woman who covered other man, who not her husband? We must behead her, surely.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's complicated, isn't it? global politics y- these
1: days Awake It going to be the Saudi Arabian probably calories, it right? yeah
0: yeah <sighs>
2: anyway. I, try,
0: I try not to talk about it too much I would probably talk about it more if it was any other club but yeah because you, you think the, it, it'll come looks across like, as
1: partisan
0: yeah and, mate
1: if Millwall got bought by Saudi Arabia oh you'd never show I, up <laughs> I wouldn't fucking hold back but to be honest I'd be like well hopefully this will moderate them a bit <laughs> <laughs> Some of their antics—it's the guiding
2: hand that they need, baby.
1: Yeah, <laughs>
2: yeah. Anyway,
0: we're here to talk about Richard Nixon and Elvis. Should we look at the photograph first?
4: Yeah,
0: because it's there, and it's a brilliant, brilliant picture. Richard Nixon's got a, a grin on his face, whereas Elvis is trying to look more detached and cool. He's, he's got a, a slight smile breaking out there, but he's just kind of like, "Yeah, oh, oh, there's he's no ju- big deal." He's trying I'm
1: here to make with out. President. Well what, what it is is what what you get a lot of in the film is this idea that <laughs> uh it's a sort of, there's a it's basically a big power play where Elvis in is trying to make out that the honour is Nixon's yeah. because he's getting to meet him. Yeah. And Nixon is sort of thinking, No, the honour is yours because I'm the president But then again Nixon sort of just doesn't really know what the fuck's... He doesn't really know or care. Yeah. He's a bit freaked out and confused, to be honest. But it's a bit Richard the King, like, trying to make out, this is a big honour for you, Nixon, meeting me, because he's the one who fucking turned up there. Yeah. Like, that's like me, going up to a celebrity in the street, let's say... For the sake of whatever, Simon LeBon. yeah? Let's just say, for instance, Simon LeBon. Let's just
0: say Simon well, Le bon. I see Simon LeBon in the pub. The, the equivalent of, of Elvis, really. Our yes, Elvis, isn't he?
1: He's it? our Elvis. If well, I go up to Simon LeBon in the pub and go, Oh, Simon, can I have a photo with you? And he goes, Yeah, sure. And then in the photo, I look a bit pissed off to be in the photo. <laughs> and I'm like, Yeah, that's a real privilege for you, isn't it? Having your photo yeah. taken with me. And he's like, Fuck off, mate. Fuck. I'm Simon Le bon. Who the fuck are you? Oh, uh, actually, I've got a quite a popular podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. It's like so. So the point is, who's more famous, Nixon or Elvis? Elvis, obviously. But mm. Elvis turned up there. Elvis turned up at the White House, uninvited and unexpected. Right.
0: Yeah. I'm just looking at what he's wearing. I'm looking at the handshake. Actually, Elvis. It's 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 quite a power handshake as well. He's got the thumb over the top of Nixon's hand, and he's got all of his fingers wrapped around Nixon's hand. He's got, he's got he's got him in a sturdy grip. And it is. It's kind of like yeah, I'm very much in charge here. Look at what he's wearing. Look at the size of that collar on his white shirt.
1: Well, when you get up in the morning and you think. I mean, as I understand, this is what went down. Elvis just decided... I don't... Presumably he's at Graceland, which is in Memphis, right?
0: Hmm. How far is that from the
1: White House? Fuck of a long way.
0: Yeah.
1: From Memphis to Washington, D.C., right? Um, I'm I'm assuming he got on the
4: Elvis jet. Fire up the Elvis jet, I'm going to D.C. I'm going to meet the president. Or rather, (gasps) should I say the president is going to meet Elvis? Right. (laughs) And he thought, right, I think I'll go and because
1: when you're Elvis, I suppose, you wake up and you think, I'll do anything I want today. What hmm. shall I do? The world's my lobster, right? So he's woken up, I mean, it's 1970. He could have just said, like, who was the, one of the sexiest women in 1970?
4: Probably, Let's,
0: like... Sophia uh, Loren, maybe?
4: Sophia Loren, send the Elvis jet to Italy. Pick her up and get her flown over. Oh, well, i want some of that Italian fanny. <laughs> right.
1: Um, but he thought, fuck it, I'm going to go and see Nixon. So then you think, right, I'm going to go and see Nixon. Now, what shall I wear? Presumably, he would have had one of them walking wardrobes, Andy, wouldn't yeah.
0: he? Yeah, oh, he will have done. Like, you, I mean, you've got was, one of them
1: in your new house, haven't I you? I
0: have, I have, yeah. yeah. And it's full of stuff like this that he's wearing. He, yeah. I mean, he was kind of at the beginning of his white jumpsuit era. I think nineteen seventy. This, this was sort of the his, his
1: successful comeback, wasn't it? So he was yeah. actually a, a bit of a career peak. This wasn't Elvis in decline. This was yeah. Elvis back to his very peak of fame and success. Yeah, and he, he's like, so he's not like, oh fuck, you know, it's a bit desperate and pathetic. It's not like you know, Gasser yeah. with the chicken and the fishing rods, or not like. Not at all. It's not he, fucking Adamant turning up in that boozer with a gun, he, right? He, this is he, different.
0: He'd done the 68 comeback special in the black you know, leather suit and um, he'd kind of knocked the films on the head because they were mostly a bit shit. Yeah. And, um. All yeah, of these and he,
4: films are shit. Uh, I ain't gonna I do almost, no
2: more I and watched three of my own films last night. I almost <laughs> threw up. It was so fucking bad.
4: I couldn't make any sense of what was happening. <laughs> what in the hell is this about? Why am I in Hawaii, most of them?
2: Oh, every fucking time.
4: <laughs> Why am so, I playing that there tiny guitar?
0: So, so he's, he's he's in the white jumpsuit, Vegas. Um. Era, but he's, he's dressed more soberly for this. He's wearing a black. Wow, well, it's a, a, a cape coat. You could call it. Yeah,
1: he's this
4: got is a just cape, a cape on.
1: just a cape? It's a tunic.
0: It, it's it's it, well, it's got it's got sleeves, but it's also got the kind of cape a bit hanging down around the side and around the back. It's a cape coat. It's a bit of both. By the looks of it, it's got
2: big
0: lapels on it, lots of buttons and badges. He's I mean, got this a, is
1: this is a Harry Hill collar. But yeah. unlike Harry Hill, he is not wearing it ironically.
0: Oh, he's wearing is, it very, yeah.
1: very, very for real. I was going to say, it's um,
0: about 33% bigger than a Harry Hill collar, almost.
1: The, the biggest thing of all is, is the most noteworthy thing, is the belt buckle he has yes. chosen to wear 30%. that day.
4: Yeah. Get me my biggest belt, the one with the huge gold buckle. I'm trying I'll to zoom to in. I'll impress the president.
0: I can't see, There's, it's got a writing on it. But I can't make out what it says. I'd love to know what it says on that. Um, maybe there's been a deep a deep it, dive just looks, into that belt itself.
1: It, it, it basically is a belt that is like a boxing title belt, right? That's what it's yeah. like. Um, but for him, this is not to do... De- I assume it's not to demonstrate, you know, any sort of sporting achievement. Mm. It's just a belt that he uses to keep his trousers up.
4: Yeah, imagine if every belt. day
1: you went about... And your normal belt? Do you wear a belt, Andy? I usually I do. wear a belt. I do wear a yeah. belt. Yeah. What sort of belt do you generally wear?
0: I just favour a standard black leather belt. No nonsense. Yeah.
1: I've got a brown leather silver belt. silver
0: buckle. Brown. I've
1: got, a br- I've right. got a brown well leather Pretty belt. Dark it's brown. Yeah. Br- tan leather. Yeah. Tan. Good. Good. But it's 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 quite an interesting belt actually because it's woven. It's leather. It's woven leather, which means right. it doesn't actually have the holes in it, the punched through holes that you'd usually have. You can actually yeah. put the, what do you call the stick? Do you call it the stick? The belt stick. You know, the long yeah. bit of metal. The what? The pin? Is it, the pin? Yeah, the,
0: the pin? The belt stick? <laughs> my I don't belt know.
1: pin. The, my yeah. belt pin, it doesn't have to go through a hole. It can just go through any part of the belt that you choose. Whoa.
0: So the belt's go- made of a quality that you can just...
1: It's not like any it doesn't any part can be penetrated. The, it, the, the belt it, itself is basically a woven together collection of almost like leather um, leather uh, laces, right? And so the the pin can just fit through anyway. Anyway, that's how I like to keep my trousers up. But not Elvis.
4: For him, that would be that. There's for civilians. That ain't the way that Elvis likes to keep his trousers up. Elvis has lost quite a lot of weight. He's gone down from a 38 to a 36 inch waist since he started doing his Elvis shows in Vegas. I sweated it all off, and these here amphetamines helped too. I've been eating them like they were M&Ms, and my trousers keep falling down from the loss of weight. So I had to get me a huge golden belt.
3: Jalapeño.
4: To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss.
3: When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. Jalapeño.
0: I've found a close-up of the belt. Um, it's, it, it, Jesus, I don't, it's got words on it. It says it across the top, Elvis. And there's some stars on it. And then underneath it says, World Championship Attendance Record Mm -hmm. International Hotel, which I guess is where he was doing his residency in Vegas. Yeah. And then it says Las Vegas, Nevada. So the belt, it's a boxing belt, but for doing shows in Vegas
1: Mm. at a hotel. And he's decided to wear that belt. Yeah. To see the president.
0: It's more of a power play, isn't it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You, the, um, I mean if you see the film and it's a superb film it was made in 2016 and Kevin Spacey plays Nixon now cancelled Michael Sheen who's a great actor um, from one of my favourite all time TV shows Boardwalk Empire he plays Elvis and they they might as well have called the movie I think it's called Nixon and Elvis or Elvis and Nixon right. but uh, they didn't think for very long with that title did they? no But they, that's a good title but, but I don't I don't know how much, you know, poetic license they took in the film. Having read this time article, it sounds very, very similar to the way it's portrayed in the film. But the whole thing is a power play. The whole thing is a power play. Yep. So, for instance, there's a great bit where... I mean, basically, Elvis turns up at security unannounced and hands in a letter to the geezer on the gate <laughs> and says, give this letter <laughs> to the president, right? And it was just a letter saying, I'm just passing... And it would be great if I could pop in and say, hello, love, Elvis, right? And at first they think it's a prank. Then they look out the window and think, no, it really is Elvis. This is his advisers. They go in and tell the president. The president barely knows who fucking Elvis is because, you know, politicians, especially in those days, nowadays they all have to pretend to be plugged into popular culture because they think if not, people won't vote for them. But back in these days, like, you know, politicians are just fucking weirdos. They all are. They still are. Anyway, uh, I love all these ones. You get more of them on the Labour side, actually, who pretend to be cool and with it, right? Yeah. And you're like, fuck that. Anyone who fucking... Imagine the kids at university or wherever, or school or whatever, who go in for the old student politics, right? None of them are cool. They're fucking weirdos, right? (laughs) They're nerds. And that's fine, because nerds are usually clever, and I'd rather have clever people in charge than cool people, right? but they all fucking pretend to know it all now don't they like oh yeah whereas in these days no one was under any pressure to even pretend so Nixon was like to be honest I don't fucking know who Elvis is and I'm busy and the other great thing about Elvis is he says they say he goes I haven't got any time in my diary today have I and the advisors go yeah you've got this one hour between like one and two and he goes no but that's my nap hour and Nixon had a nap hour
0: because he's like well of course he did all presidents should have them.
1: Of yeah. course. Of course.
0: That's how you... But like, they, you this is the
1: thing about naps. Some people sneer about naps, right? And they're like, yeah. oh no, I'm way too busy. Are you having a
0: nap? Like a little baby, are
1: you? Yeah. And I'm like, well, the fucking president had a nap. And they were at war in Vietnam. So I think he had a bit on his fucking plate. But he still found time for a nap. Because he knew it was important for his body and mind to function correctly. But he, like, they... In the end, when they let uh, Elvis in, the advisors say listen, right, if you're going in to meet him, we need to brief you on the protocols. And Elvis is like, what do you mean, protocols? And they well, when you meet the president, there's certain do's and don'ts that you have to observe. And Elvis is straight away like, no, this is the other way around. <laughs> there's protocols that people have to observe when they meet me, the king of rock and roll, right? And they're like, well, anyway. So they go, he goes, okay, tell me what you want to see," And they go... On the table, when you sit down on the coffee table between you both, there is a bowl of M&M's. Those (laughs) M&M's, those M&M's are just for the president. Do not touch them, right? And he goes, what else? And they said, there is also one unopened (laughs) bottle of Dr Pepper that is always on the table. That is the president's, do not pick it up. Do not try to open it. Nothing like that. He goes, okay, I understand. Uh, now let me uh, in there. Uh, he goes in, ma- right?
2: <laughs> I can't make no guarantees about the MMs. He says
1: nothing to them. He just <laughs> listens. And they're like, I hope he's listened. What he does is he walks in, right? <laughs> and they go and before they, they pre- he's even shook the president's hand he walks straight over to the sofa pl- plonks himself down really casual and then he fucking plunges his massive fist into the bowl of M&M's poor. his fucking paw that's covered in rings and sovereigns and that and he just takes a massive fist of M&M's and shoves them in his cup
4: it's the first thing he does and then he just looks at the president and goes I love M&M's <laughs> and Nixon goes oh yeah me too right? he flicks
1: at his advisors and then before he's even finished the fucking m ms he picks up the fucking Dr Pepper turns to one of the advisors and goes go and get me a bottle opener or I'm real thirsty and they have to go and get him a bottle opener he just fucking downs it downs it in one whilst holding the president's eye and at this point the president's like fucking hell what the fuck is happening what up to the protocol <laughs> yeah, that's my fucking Dr. Pepper, you <laughs> come. And my MMs. How the fuck am I? You're a singer.
4: Oh. Unbelievable.
0: Um, I've got the letter in front of me that he handed in at the gate. We should note as well this was four days before Christmas. You'd think you'd be winding down, wouldn't you? Get ready, get the decorations up. get the presents no, wrapped. No,
4: no. I've no. already got anything prepped. I make my I make my gravy a week in advance, then I freeze it on Christmas morning. All you have to do is defrost it; it's already done. I got my potatoes peeled. I leave them in water to soak. They'll keep there for four days without losing their color.
2: I do my shopping in July, yeah,
4: Because you get discounts. There's a local place in Memphis that does a Christmas gift fair in July. <laughs> so here's the letter. Do you want us to do it in
0: Elvis's
2: voice or in a regular yes. voice?
4: I think you should do uh, it in Elvis' voice.
2: Dear Mr. President, <laughs> First, I would like to introduce myself. I am Elvis Presley and admire you and have great respect for your office. I talked to Vice President Agnew in Palm Springs three weeks ago and expressed my concern for our country. This is the best bit. The drug culture, the hippie elements, the SDS, Black Panthers etc Do not consider me as their enemy Or as they call it The establishment I call it America and I love it (laughs) Sir I can and will be Of any service that I can To help the country out I have no concern or motives Other than helping the country out It's long I'll just read it (laughs) So
0: I wish not to be given a title or an appointed position. I can <laughs> what? and will the do...
3: you
1: this way. Like, you know, that, no one offered you that. What are you talking about? <laughs> this, this, is,
0: this is a pop singer? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> what? Uh, I can and will do more good if I will be a federal agent at large. And I will help <laughs> out by doing it my way through my communications with people of all ages. First and foremost, I am an entertainer. But all I need is the federal creve- cred- <laughs> federal credentials. <laughs> I am on this plane with Senator George Murphy and we have been discussing the problems that our country is faced with. So he's been on a plane with George Murphy and this, he's got the idea and he's written the letter out there and then uh, it looks like it. So I'm staying at the Washington Hotel, room 505, 506, 507. He's got three rooms all to himself. Whoa. Um I have two men who work with me by the name of Jerry Schilling and Sonny West. I am registered under the name of John Burroughs.
2: John Burroughs.
1: John Burroughs. John Burroughs is a name John that we Jones. need to keep as a code.
0: John Burroughs. It's G-O-N. Burrows. There's no H in it. I will be here as long as it takes to get the credentials of a federal agent. Basically, I'm not taking no for an answer. You will make me a federal yeah. agent and I will not go away until this happens. Or
1: Elvis will never leave.
0: Elvis will not leave the building I have done an in-depth study of drug abuse I bet you have and (laughs) communist brainwashing techniques and I am right in the middle of the whole thing where I can and will do the most good and he goes on I am glad to help just so long as it is kept very private you can have your staff or whomever call me anytime today
2: tonight or tomorrow (laughs) those are your three three options
4: (laughs) after that I'll be gone
2: I'm in town till tomorrow evening, about 7pm.
4: And the evening, I'll be at the theatre. You won't be able to contact me there.
0: <laughs> I was nominated this coming year one of America's 10 most outstanding young men. That will be in January 18th in my hometown of Memphis, Tennessee. I am sending you the short autobiography about myself so you can better
2: understand this approach. I would love to meet you, even just to say hello, if you're not too busy. <laughs> Respectfully, mm-hmm. Elvis Presley. P.S. Of course there's a
0: P.S. I believe that you, sir, were one of the top ten most outstanding men of America also. Ooh. I have a personal gift for you, which I would like to present to you, and you can accept it, or I will keep it for you until you can take it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay now.
4: Elvis it basically is.
1: had the... This sounds like a Jimmy fucking Jim will fix it letter. I it is, isn't the, it? The fucking mind and vocabulary of a 10-year-old boy. Yeah. But, you know, I suppose that's something and, and, to like and about And, of course,
0: him. he is right in the middle of a, his era where he is untouchable. He's surrounded by yes-men. He thinks he can do anything he wants at any time, day or night. And, yeah. like we just said, he's decided to get out of bed one morning, go and see the president, and well, become a federal agent.
1: That makes me think as well. Which could even be a separate history box in itself or, it, you know, uh, it might get tied into this at some point, depending on how many episodes we do. But let's not forget the um, Fool's Gold incident where yeah. he, he, the Fool's Gold sandwich is like the greatest, most decadent sandwich ever invented. And Elvis became addicted to them, didn't he? And, um, <laughs> how does that,
0: someone become addicted to a sandwich?
1: Well... You would do, when you hear what was in this when, sandwich... Yeah, you, when you've had
0: the fool's gold, yeah.
1: <laughs> I know, yeah, back. exactly. Don't don't get too fucking cocky until you've <laughs> tasted <laughs> one.
0: not until you've tried it.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, he got addicted to them. I mean, some people say it was the fool's golds that killed him. But yeah. it was a similar sort of thing. He just was too self-indulgent. And, you know, anything he wanted, he'd just have. And wherever he was in America, I think he was in Vegas, and he would send one of the Memphis Mafia, his mates, on a mm. fucking private jet back to Memphis to get a false gold because he thought it was only possible to get them from this one place in Memphis and fly them back for him uh, so he could stuff yeah. his face with them. So that was the way Elvis was rolling. One thing, though, is when they said he was he was named one of the 10 outstanding young men in America, I read that earlier, and apparently, you know, obviously he's been given awards and things all the time. So mm. you, you could say he could get jaded about it. But when he received this one, he was particularly thrilled by it. And it was really the point at which he thought, I am back and I'm back in a big way. Yep. The Vegas thing's going great. I'm having hits again and now I've got this award. But what's interesting is you think, what, young man? Because you think of Elvis as young yeah, in like the 50s, right? Yeah. When he first came out and you he's see him in those 30. movies and he looks pretty young. By 1970, you're thinking, oh, he is a fucking old man. He's washed up. And you look at well, this photo, bent. he does not look 35, mate.
0: 35, Yeah.
1: He looks yeah. at least 10 years older than that. Yeah. I mean, he's he's not helped by this fucking... The hairstyle. Didn't Brian <laughs> Ferry have a haircut like that about five years later?
0: Pretty much. I mean, it's it's just... It's dyed jet black. Um, yeah. There's huge mutton chops down the side. It's quite shaggy. The, the, it's not really the quiff that he was famous for. No, it's, it's like gr- a... It's
1: grown out. It, it's like a it's quiff a mess. that's sort of drooped. He hasn't gelled it or bril it or whatever yeah. it is he used to so he's just let it sort of run flat so it's sort of drooped at the front um, i don't mind it but he doesn't look sharp does put it that well. way nah no, he doesn't look well. alive the his eyes complexion alive. Is, is what you could describe Palid. as porridgey, porridge <laughs> cold porridge i mean i like know this bowl is a black and white of cold porridge.
0: it's a black and white photo and apparently the the, the, the suit that he's wearing was purple a mm. very dark purple but, um, and of course, he came in with the sunglasses on, the famous Elvis shades. You don't see yeah. them in the photograph, but he entered. He entered the room with the shades on as well. Yeah. Uh, respectfully took them off for the photograph, for <laughs> the photo opportunity.
2: Uh,
1: yeah, his eyes are basically piss holes in the snow.
2: Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. they?
1: they're fucked. Because, of course, he was bang on gear. But he is, the whole, in the meeting, all he wants to talk about is the threat of drugs to young people.
0: Well, that's the thing, yeah. But
1: I think that he, he really genuinely thought there was a huge difference between legal and illegal drugs, and it yeah. wasn't a problem at all, taking ones that had been legalised. And he mm. didn't see any contradiction in that. He also, the other big, big, big topic was his hatred of the Beatles. And mm. he wanted to enlist Nixon in his sort of, I bet, you know... Obviously, he'd met the Beatles. I mean, we've talked about that on this show. There was the whole peanut incident when the Beatles smuggled peanuts into Graceland up Ringo's Willy. But, like, yeah, of course. But he basically is obsessed, like in the transcripts of this conversation, he's basically obsessed with the Beatles. He thinks the Beatles are a threat to the American way of life. He describes them as anti American drug abusers and he wants to enlist nixon in some sort of like war on the beatles and nixon's that's one of the only moments where nixon becomes quite animated and enthusiastic so like, yeah i don't like the beatles either i mean end of the day yeah. right elvis he's a he's a like a, a complete madman who's walked into the white house with a fucking gun on him right in a mad wrestler's belt Demanding to be made a federal agent Right The <laughs> fucking Beatles George Harrison's just some fucking Kid from Liverpool Who who's just wants to bring peace to re- peace to the world
0: A mad uh, Let's just remember A mad wrestler's belt Which commemorates a record number of appearances At a hotel
1: <laughs> <laughs> Mate you should get one of them From the fucking Premier Inn in Manchester <clears throat> I probably should <laughs> probably should <laughs> I wonder if they're fucking dishing them out you should give them a call and demand one., <laughs> oh. yeah can I speak to the gaffer who is it it's Andy oh sorry I mean John Borrows that's the name I always check in under <laughs> <laughs> so um,
0: I'll tell you we'll leave it there because we don't want to get too deeply into the Beatles at this point but um, the video the film is um, it's available on Amazon Google Play, YouTube, Apple TV, uh, to rent or to buy, if you want to watch the film. This deep dive is not about the film. The film is an unofficial mm. um, side it's attraction, blood, but I'll definitely be watching film, it. I'll definitely be watching film, it in the next cast. week or so. But uh, we'll be back and we'll find out more. I don't think we've really finished with this costume yet. But you know, all in good time. Thank you very much and goodbye. Goodbye.